You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back in to Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Doing fine. Signing day Eve. Man, when I was a kid, and by kid, I mean any year up until now, I was brimming with excitement on signing day Eve. Now that I'm an old man, uh, probably not brimming, but uh, nevertheless in a good mood over it. Uh, When you were young, I think that's when um, Jesus signed with Notre Dame. (laughs) Well, isn't that funny? Jimmy? No, no, I had a quick technology glitch. But but uh, I got back on just to hear you laughing at your own joke. Okay, wait a minute. Okay. <laughs> but then I'm going to say the joke again. It's gonna be yeah, do it again. I I think, said, let's leave it all in. I said, when you were young, that's when Jesus signed with Notre Dame, right? <laughs> I hate that I missed that because that was funny the first time around. That was much better the first time around, but what's going to make that awesome? And I don't know that I'm going to fix this, that you, your awkward pause makes it sound like you're pissed. And I kind of <laughs> hope that the listeners are like, oh, my God, Luke finally pissed Jimmy off. Pissed Jimmy off. Luke did it. Kudos, Luke. That's, 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 a, that's a feather in the cap, buddy. Um, now I've got this technology thing that when I'm recording with you on the show and I get a call on my phone, it sort of kicks me off our call briefly until I can – decline the call so to, oh, okay. to, get, to give everybody the exact scoop of what was happening i was having to decline the call it was nick saban calling me to ask my opinion about uh signing day it's signing day I we're recording on signing day eve, but this, <laughs> well um, we're recording on signing day eve but uh this is signing day people yeah it is signing day and we will talk about that mostly we do have Tomorrow, I think I'm going to tell everybody a, a pretty cool announcement. I, I went to one of the locked on town halls for the first time ever, like via Zoom, and um, it was cool. And uh, we've got a pretty major announcement that uh, I will throw out there for everybody. And it's a good way for other people to possibly make some money. And uh, yeah, it's not a marketing scheme or anything like that. And, but uh, I will tell you all about it tomorrow. Jimmy, let's do talk a little bit signing day stuff. Um, if you follow Bama Online um, or any of those websites like uh, Rivals, anything, then you've probably been reading that, frankly, uh, relative to getting new commitments, Alabama's probably going to have a quiet signing day, right? I mean, it's, we're still going to have the number one class, but it's going to be the same dudes we already knew. Now, there are some flip possibilities out there, some commitment possibilities out there, but it sure fe- feels like uh, most of those are – very scant probabilities. That's right. It's what a strange day. Uh, Alabama could be signing the number one class, maybe the number two class, but but no worse than number two, and probably number one in terms of where things stand on early signing day. The number one class in the country. Yet it's going to be a quiet day with maybe not adding a single player. Uh, that's just crazy. Or like it's it, it has to be the quietest day ever for uh, the number one signing class in the country, but just goes to show how incredible the last few months have been, particularly the late summer when Alabama really hit its stride and we were adding guys all the time. But 
great, great class. Uh, I love that there's dudes at every position except running back. I'm, I'm sort of excited about every position group. There's something to be excited about at every single position group other than running back, but Alabama did not take a running back by design because there are seven running backs on scholarship right now. That's just too many, so Alabama's got to sort of work to even that out uh, and, and not overload. If you're overloaded at one spot, that means you're shorthanded somewhere else. You don't want to do that. So uh, overall, uh, fantastic group. Excited about our quarterback, Jalen Milrow. Uh, pretty Pretty exciting that he's signing this week when Jalen Hurts made his first career start in the NFL, and it was a, a fantastic debut for Jalen Hurts in the NFL. And three days later, Alabama is signing Jalen Milrow uh, from Houston, Texas, that is so similar to Jalen Hurts in so many ways. Yeah, and we didn't even talk about Jalen Hurts, I don't think, on the previous podcast. We may have. I'm, I was still in a Vegas fog, but uh, we, we talked mostly about Derrick Henry, I think, who is just – I mean, he, he's running himself right into the NFL Hall of Fame is what he's doing. I mean, he's he's doing things that nobody else has done. Um, there needs to be more MVP talk about him. You know, just like, really in, just like in college football, the Heisman's a quarterback award, and in the NFL, the MVP is a quarterback award. But I don't know that there is a more valuable player to his team than Derrick Henry in the NFL. Uh, you know, and he's carrying the Titans to the AFC playoffs they're probably an eight and eight type team at best with an average running back. It's pretty wild that now I think I guess Tannehill played Tannehill played in the Big Twelve, right? He didn't he wasn't an SEC guy with him. But uh still, I mean technically they've got an SEC quarterback, an SEC running back, and AJ Brown as their number one receiver. Uh, that's from Mississippi State, yeah. an SEC guy. That's pretty cool. But going back to signing day just for a second. Um, let's talk a little bit about the guys that are possibilities. There are a lot of guys that are signing early, um, and Monkel Goodwine is, is alluded to a possible surprise or two, even though, you know, I think recruits even lie to each other, and somebody may be pulling his tail a little bit. But I do want to talk about uh, some of the possibilities that we may get tomorrow that uh, maybe not everybody knows about. But before we do that, i got to tell everybody about Core's Life. Coors Light was my drink of choice in Las Vegas. It's my drink of choice when I'm in Birmingham. It's my drink of choice in Ellic City. Uh, it doesn't matter. If I'm having green eggs and ham, I'm having uh, Coors Light. And I don't even like eggs and or ham. But uh, anyway, Coors Light is the drink you want. It's beer that's delicious. It's, uh, I don't know about nutritious, but yeah, sure. It's fantastic. You need to have a Coors Light with everything you do. It helps you relax. It takes the edge off, man. I mean, look, I'm just like everybody else. It's been a rough 2020, and I don't know when it's going to get better. But I know that it does get a little bit better when I crack open one of those Coors Lights. Love them. Silver Bullet. Keeps werewolves away. Can't beat it. Go to CoorsLight.com. And most of all, celebrate responsibly after Alabama gets this big win this weekend in the SEC championship game. Then I want to tell everybody about Built Bar. BuiltBar.com, B-U-I-L-T-B-A-R.com. That's where you need to go to get these incredibly delicious, nutritious uh, bars. They're like a snack, but it's really like a meal. They'll fill you up. Oh, my God, they're so good. I love the carrot cake. I would go there and just order a boatload of straight carrot cake. Tell them Luke sent you. Actually, use the promo code Locked On for 20% off your order is what you really need to do at BuiltBar.com. 
they're better than those little candy bars you get at the impulse aisle that have like somebody doing rock climbing or some other crap like that. And these things, these things are, are just so much better for you, and they taste better. They're covered in chocolate. What else do you want, man? I'm telling you, I'm giving you the lowdown. Go to builtbar.com. Okay, Jimmy. Um, some guys that are out there that are potential mm-hmm. uh, signees for Alabama. Let's start in your neck of the woods with Mr. Lee Hunter. Yeah, Alabama has always been involved with Lee Hunter to a degree, obviously being an in-state player uh, and have offered Lee Hunter in the past. I'm not sure he's ever been a super high priority for Alabama. I think there was a time period after his commitment to Auburn that that Alabama became even more interested. And in, in, in now that we're getting down to the nitty-gritty, maybe there's a couple of defensive linemen out there that uh, – that maybe Alabama uh, are gonna fin- is going to finish second on in terms of like Shamar Turner, in terms of like uh, Tenmisi Adelaide. Uh, these are guys that Alabama could maybe don't maybe doesn't land that uh, you know, and they feel like hey, we're short on a defensive lineman, and Lee Hunter is a guy that they've recruited sort of all along. Uh, I think I think there's a chance there could be a last minute flip there. I'm not so much ready to predict it. Uh, because I still think it's 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 almost unlikely, but it is possible that Lee Hunter could be a signing day flip to Alabama, and uh, I'm very high on him. Always have been. He might be the best kid on Auburn's class. It'll be the second year in a row Alabama has sort of stolen Auburn's best guy, and I think it's very possible that it could happen. I would like for it to happen just because it looks like Mason Smith, the fabulous defensive lineman out of uh, Louisiana, is going to either Georgia or LSU. Um, obviously, uh, Shamar Turner went to uh, Texas A&M, and it looks like uh, Tunmizi, Adele Tunmizi. Is that what we're going with? I go with Tunmizi Adelaide, but I don't really know. Who knows? Uh, to, okay, yeah, boy, I forgot. I sort of got his first and last name mixed up there for a second. It's like Jennings Hester, or, or is it Hennings Hester? I could never remember. Tunmizi is right. Hester I'm pretty Hennings. sure that that first that first name Tunmizi. I'm pretty sure I'm saying that right. Okay. Well, I mean, no, I'm just saying I forgot which one came first and which one would last for a second. You know, when you're on the road and you don't have the information right in front of you and you've been in Vegas all weekend and you're 48 years old, uh, things sort of slip your mind. But anyway, I want Lee Hunter in this class, too. I think it would be fabulous to go ahead and steal Auburn's best commitment. That's exactly what he is. He's the highest rated one, um, unless they get Armani Goodwin back in the class. So, uh, And Armani Goodwin says he is going to sign tomorrow. He's going to – the running back from Hewitt Trustful, he is going to sign tomorrow. It's going to come down to Auburn and LSU, it looks like. And perusing the Auburn boards just a little bit ago, it feels like it could be LSU. I'd be a little surprising. I honestly haven't kept up with his his recruitment very much. I certainly am very aware of who he is. I I believe he's a top 10, top 12 type prospect in Alabama, Uh, a little different than most of the Saban backs. I think Keelan Robinson is a pretty good – comp there uh but I, I this is what i think about keelan robinson and i mean this is a compliment but i'm just going by I, i've looked at nick saban rosters for 14 years so now i got a pretty good idea what he wants i think um alabama wants like five running backs ideally on scholarship and they would like a keelan robinson but they don't want several of him so alabama's already got a keelan robinson there's no reason to take an armani good one yeah, well, that assumes Keelan Robinson. That assumes Keelan Robinson's coming back. 
Right. And, right. and, and, and to my knowledge, that's expected. Uh, obviously, anything can change in this day, these days of college free agency. But uh, to, to, my, to my knowledge, it is expected that Keelan Robinson will return to the team in the spring and everything is back to normal. Okay, well, let's, let's hope that's the case because I do like him. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's explosive. He would have played this year, believe it or not. I think so, not just the injury to, the, to Trey Sanders and, and B-Rob getting banged up. I think Keelan would have found a role of some sort on this team and certainly a role next year with Najee and, and, and B-Rob moving on. So, uh, yeah, I, I like Keelan, but uh, I don't think Nick Saban wants multiple multiple Keelan Robinsons in the rotation. I think he kind of likes it done by committee, and he, he likes ideally one of those guys. You know, it just dawned on me that both Keelan Robinson and Jace McClellan have almost double the longest run of the career of Najee Harris. They both have gone <laughs> for 80 yards. And uh, yeah. and Najee Harris' longest run is 42 yards. And that's and why Najee you Harris want someone like all-time leading rusher. Oh, and while McClellan's going to be big time, McClellan's not only uh, an exclusive home run back. We just saw that. We don't need to wonder if he is. He's a home run back, but he's got some tackle busting. Uh, he, he will make people miss. He will run through tackles. He's not a big, strong Najee Harris type or Derrick Henry type. But uh, don't get Jace McClellan confused as a third down back. Um, he is a three down back. He will break tackles. He will run through contact uh, and hit home runs. That's why I'm very high on the fact that Jace McClellan to be either uh, the number one back on next year's team or maybe a co-number one with a healthy Trey Sanders. Interesting. I, I like it. I like the thought of it. But, of course, we're judging him on a long run he had against Arkansas in the fourth quarter. That, that needs to right. be uh, thrown in there, just like Keelan Robinson had a long run. Who did he have the long run against uh, last Was it year? the – what I respectfully call was, – was it, is it what I always call the shit game? New Mexico State? The shit yeah. game. Oh, it was it New, New Mexico. Mexico. I think it might have been New Mexico State. It wasn't the shit game. I always call that game against the FCS team at the end of the year, the week before Auburn, the shit game. But, no, I think you're right. I think it's New Mexico State, which was earlier in the season. Um, boy, I just passed two dudes on 280. Like, it, it looks like they're walking – they're, they're going to walk cross country. They have so much stuff on their back. That was crazy. Uh, that's, 280? That's uh, 280? Oh, Birmingham? 280, LA, I go LXD to Birmingham, yeah. Ah, 280. Yeah, I, I knew Birmingham, but, okay, I guess you're just pulling out of town. Gotcha. Well, also, it's, it's, I'm trying to – uh, make people feel like I'm friendly with them by saying something local. You know how it, at concerts the singer will go, "How you doing, St. Louis?" And I'm like, "I'm riding up and down 280," and everybody'd be like, "I know 280. I love that Luke guy." <laughs> did you have Did you have another call, or was that just not funny? No, it was, it was, I, 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 did. <laughs> I was just remembering back to a concert I saw. Uh, we go to most of our concerts now. Uh, most of the good concerts in our local area or at the Wharf, which is an entertainment venue in Orange Beach, you, you would think would be in the big city of Mobile, but actually Mobile just doesn't get concerts anymore. Our good concerts are at, at the Wharf in Orange Beach. And I, I guess it was Luke Bryan. I can't remember who it was. It was a big show down at the Wharf. And uh, and, the, and, and the singer or whoever said, uh, how you doing, Orange Beach? Wow, it's incredible down here. Uh, wow, Orange Beach. Are, 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 aren't we close to Mobile? Oh he God! Didn't he didn't know where we were, and then he, then he mispronounced "mobile." I'm like, oh man! Oh, he's got a. He's, they need to have that, phonetic. That, they need to have phonetic spellings on the uh, teleprompters for these singers. 
Well, that's funny because when we were in Vegas, we were in the in the cab to get back to uh, to get to the airport, and uh, the driver just started talking. You know, and we're we're hungover, we're tired, we don't want to talk. We didn't want to talk to each other, much less him. And you know, me and my buddy were were in the cab, and he's like, "So where are you from?" And we said, uh, "He said you're from Texas." Let me guess, you know, because of our accent. And we said, "No, Alabama." And he said, "Missed it by one state." And I said, nope, <laughs> and missed it by two. And he said, oh, yeah, I should know that because I've been to Mobile several times. I go, Mobile. I've been to Mobile. I was like, if you're bullshitting me, you're the worst that's ever been. So, uh, all right, Jimmy, let's take a break. When we come back, I want to uh, talk about a few other things in the SEC. Jimmy, Auburn still doesn't have a coach as the barn burns day three, I guess. Um and honest to God, I don't recall another shit show like this outside of Alabama and the Dennis Francione hire, which was literally our sixth choice. Um, and, I mean, it seems like nobody has a handle on what's going on in this coaching search. And I mean that from a moderator, message board moderator perspective, a fan perspective, a board of trustee perspective. Uh, whatever perspective you want to come at it from, either Auburn is the best university ever at keeping something a secret, or they have bumbled this as poorly as it can be bumbled so far. Yeah, I would go with B, just simply because the read from the national writers that know more than we do, uh, they seem to be mocking the situation. But look, here's what happens in these coaching searches that we all, all need to remember it's, it's not something that's done publicly. Auburn and, and, and almost no university gives constant public updates, you know, in terms of, hey, this is where we are with the search. This is how this interview went. Here's, here's the other guys we're going to interview. This is all done in, in the dark, in secret, uh, with, with information that's compartmentalized. Some of it leaks out. Some of the leaks are intentional misinformation. So we don't really know what's going on. Basically, what we do as fans and as writers in the media is a lot of speculation. And it's easy to let your imagination run wild. Uh, but in terms of what we know, I mean, what do we know? Uh, we know Gus Malzahn was fired and Auburn owes him a whole lot of money. And apparently, Kevin Steele seems to be the front runner for who knows what, what exact reason but we, we know very little. I think where, where people get like, you know, sort of laughing at Auburn, unless you're an Auburn fan and you're probably not laughing at all. I, I think that's a lot of speculation. And, and, and with Auburn, I think it's easy to assume things are going real sideways or funky because it's Auburn. I think if this was Alabama, uh, we're so optimistic these days. Our, our fans would assume something awesome is going on behind the scenes as uh, we would be spotting Urban Meyer or Bill Belichick at the Bright Star. And, uh, hey, did you guys know that Mike Tomlin is, was buying property in Tuscaloosa? Um, that sort of thing. Uh, you know, I, I think Auburn just sort of breeds uh, paranoia about maybe something, something bad going on. Uh, but we don't know what's going to happen. But I would say as of this recording, which is Tuesday, uh, late Tuesday afternoon, uh, I still feel uh, like I felt since Sunday that this is going to eventually be Kevin Steele. And, I mean, I really don't even know what to say to that. I mean, if you were – look, part of me gets it 
because I was, you know how I was with Mike Shula. Um, you kept saying, uh, this is where, we, you know, we met on a message board, not OnlyFans or anything, but we met on a message board. And, <laughs> Can you um, meet on OnlyFans? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's hilarious. I mean, I, that's hilarious. See, else. that's funny. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah. I'm glad I didn't get a call right when you said that, because that's funny. <laughs> uh, and every, by the way, everybody is doing OnlyFans. I mean, like it's gotten to the point, and the people that are doing it are making a lot of money. It also, it kind of makes me want to do OnlyFans myself, just not show my face. Like, is there anybody out there who's kind of, you know, into a, a dad bod that, uh, you know, maybe occasionally manscapes? I don't know. <laughs> occasionally once well. a decade i don't know once a decade yeah like yeah, yeah once a decade i'm gonna tell you what you get back there on the dating circuit after you get divorced you'll change your attitude about manscaping brother <laughs> well i must have been married a long time so i don't have an attitude about manscaping i just live in complete ignorance and another thing i'm in ignorance of i don't want an OnlyFans account because i don't really want to find <laughs> out for sure i don't want to find out for sure how few people would be interested. So I don't need to, <laughs> I don't need to know that. But see, you only need one sicko subscriber at $250 <laughs> a month to make some money. You know, now if, you're, if, you're, if you're good looking, I mean, you're going to make six figures doing this thing. I would set I'm a record for, for six figures. I'm trying to pay the water bill up in her. But um, anyway, I would set a record for most Twitter followers, least only fans followers. That, whatever the record is. But going back to what I was talking about, we met on the internet, and um, yep. <laughs> you and I yep. used to get in arguments about, yep. uh, not even really arguments. I would say Mike Shula is the worst thing ever to happen to the University of Alabama, and we need to get him out of there. He's ruining the whole school. And uh, yep. you kept saying, tell me somebody better that we can get. And I uh, kept saying, No, that anybody. wasn't exactly what I was saying. That wasn't what I was yeah, saying. I, no no wonder you were arguing. <laughs> no, I was saying <laughs> that – uh, I was blaming most of the uh, poor performances on our lack of talent, lack of scholarship numbers, lack of recruiting due to the sanctions. I wasn't, I wasn't as personally upset as I didn't think Mike Shula was driving a Ferrari into a ditch. I thought he was driving a mule cart into the ditch. Okay, I, I get that part, but you yeah. really were you were you your attitude was sort of okay. But if you can't replace him with somebody that you know will take it that's better, then what's the point? Right. And, and my point was, it, I want the devil I don't know versus the devil I know at this point. Yep. And I think that's where yep. Auburn fans were. They were just like, look, we know exactly what Gus Malzahn is. He's a four-loss coach. That's what he is. Right. And every, you can point mm -hmm. to 2013 all you want to. I mean, Larry Coker won a national championship. He can't, he can't get arrested in Miami now. I mean, he, he, nobody's hiring him to do shit. And um, so right. Gus, Gus Malzahn sort of the same thing. I mean, he's going to find a way to lose four games, even if it means it takes him having a monumental effort to lose to a team like South Carolina. That's what well, let me Gus ask Malzahn you this, then. This is a fun game. Let me ask you this about, about yeah. Auburn and, and how it relates to Alabama. Let's say uh, Nick Saban – is placed in a medical coma during a uh, botched uh, Botox procedure in the offseason. So he can't coach next okay. year. And the NCA and the SEC office in Alabama gets together and they go to Luke and they say, okay, Luke, 
Alabama's going to play next season, next season, with one of two guys as Alabama's head coach, just in 2021, not the future, just next year. Your two choices okay. are Gus Malzahn or Kevin Steele. Who you who you picking? Oh, I'm I'm choosing Gus Malzahn. I get it. Me, me too. But see, that's not what, that's not what the Auburn fans are choosing from. They're choosing from. <laughs> we know we're going to lose four games. To somebody, please give us any modicum of hope. And I don't think Kevin Steele gives you that. And that's I exactly what I'm saying. I'm saying they're spending twenty one million dollars and getting lesser coach. Uh, but but the other side of that, Jimmy, is they're spending twenty one million to get rid of Gus, right? Okay, right. and I think Kevin Steele's buyout was like five million or some crazy ass More. number like that. Mm. So they don't have to pay that. You can have Kevin Steele for a year or two, knowing this shit is not going to go well. If it goes well, you caught lightning in a sixty three year old bottle somehow. Um, but if it doesn't go well, then you can go after another coach, and maybe in two years you can, you know, maybe the heat will finally be off Hugh Freeze. And maybe you can get him. That's the only explanation for Gus, for uh, Kevin Steele is that they think of him as a stopgap, and there's not a right. great candidate out there right now. And I, you know what? I said that on the Locked On um, SEC podcast today. The guy, uh, the host, asked me that question, and um, I said the only logical explanation is that Auburn is looking at the the coaching market right now and saying we don't see a dude. That's a must-have. We see a bunch of okay, yeah, but guys. Um, and if mm. we can get Kevin Steele on the cheap for a year or two, keep this class together, keep Travis Williams, you know, keep Cornell, try, try and develop this coaching staff, then maybe we can, in two years when Kevin Steele is ultimately fired, maybe Travis Williams is good enough. I mean, a lot of their fans want him as a coach. Maybe somebody else on this staff is groomed well enough to be the guy, or maybe there will be a bigger name involved, you know, out there. Yeah, I hope Auburn's thinking is exactly that, because as an Alabama fan, <laughs> I love to hear every bit of that. Good, I, I hope that's I mean, your plan. At least help And me I see guys it, that I'm glad they're not getting. I, I, I'm glad. I hope they do hire Kevin Steele with a plan to keep him only two or three years instead of hiring <laughs> Billy Napier, instead of hiring Bill Clark, instead of, uh, of hiring, you know, the guy at Coastal Carolina or a hot coordinator, or even Rhett Lashley, frankly. They can hire Rhett Lashley, and I'd go, huh, that might work. I mean, but Kevin Steele was 1-31 in the Big 12. 1-31 in, in his time at Baylor. That's, uh, that's a great sorry question. sorry son of a bitch did he beat? <laughs> that's a great Larry question, Joker? but look, I, I'm not going <laughs> to... I'm not going to mock it so much as I just did just now. I'm not going to mock it just as I'm mocking it. Uh, but I'm not going to mock it for this reason. <laughs> I, I, I remember – I'm not going to mock it after this. And that's because I, I sort of laughed when they hired Chizik. They won a national title. I laughed when LSU hired Orgeron. He won a national title. Uh, when, when Gene Stallings retired, who did I want Alabama to hire? Mike Dubose. Uh, I, 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 I'm not going to mock because I don't know what's going to happen. I'll just say this. As an Alabama fan, if Auburn hires Kevin Steele, well, am I going to go to sleep worried that this is somehow a threat to the Saban dynasty? No, I'm not. Now, maybe Kevin Steele proves me wrong for for doubting him, but uh, he doesn't concern me. They could hire others that would make me uh, 
curious <laughs> as to like, uh oh, that might be the right guy. Uh, so I, I think there are guys out there that would at least make me uh, anxious if they hired. But Kevin Steele's not one okay. of them. Kevin Steele really does have a Mike Dubose feel to him because I think there are some fans that are like, you know what, let's he's earned his, his spot. Let's give him a shot, just like we did with Dubose. And I'll never forget that first press conference Dubose had. And I remember thinking, okay, I have misjudged this. <laughs> like, even in that <laughs> moment, I was like, I have made a horrible mistake. <laughs> you know? Like um, Job. Job on yeah. arrest development. development. I may have made a, <laughs> uh, made a horrible yeah. mistake. That's uh, right. But anyway, look, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what they go with. Um, and who knows, maybe Crystal Ball is still out there. But I'll tell you something. Everybody who is clamoring for Crystal Ball, y'all know he just lost to Oregon State in the Cal, right? I mean, it's not like he's the second coming. And Auburn. And to Gus Malzahn. <laughs> that is so funny. I mean, that is that is so true. I mean, that's, When I think our hypercritical – so much irony in that. I think our basketball fans can get really hypercritical. In my opinion, we can get hypercritical about basketball. And I remember, I guess it was during Anthony, it was during either Anthony Grant or Avery Johnson. Those tenures are going to run together for me. But it was either during Anthony Grant or Avery Johnson when, when our fans had, had universally decided to fire the coach. They were in love with the idea of hiring coaches that Anthony Grant had beaten, that Avery had beaten. And they're like, oh, man, this guy looks like Anthony Grant beat him. Avery Johnson beat him. So, so it's like all the Auburn fans in love with Mario. And, and I, by the way, I think Mario's a good coach. And, and, and I think Mario might even be a great coach. But he did lose to Gus Malzahn just like 13 games ago. With a true freshman quarterback. With a true start. freshman quarterback that Auburn fans themselves think sucks. <laughs> I mean, you can't. This is unbelievable. The more we talk about this out loud, the more hilarious it is. Like, in my mind as an Alabama fan growing up near Auburn all my life, it feels like, yeah, this, this seems about like a regular Auburn coaching search. But as you start talking about it out loud, you're like, this is incredible. Why somebody, why hasn't uh, 21st Century Fox picked this up for a movie now? Be like, look, we're do like Game of Thrones. We don't know what the ending is going to be, and it's going to suck. But we're gonna put it. We're gonna put this on film somewhere. But um, one of anyway. my uh, one of my Auburn friends. Of course, I have. I mean, you live in Alabama. You got a lot of Auburn friends, and some of my best friends are Auburn fans. But one of my Auburn fan uh, buddies, uh, for whatever reason, he trusts my inside scoop at Auburn more than his own actual insiders at Auburn. So he asked me. I guess it was yesterday. I got a text from him saying, uh, "Are you hearing anything about our search?" And I'm like, "Not specifically, but if I'm guessing right now, I still think it's Kevin Steele." And his response to me was, "Well, dot dot dot." Roll Tide, can you teach me the words to that rammer jammer thing y'all do? <laughs> so, so, so I guess I guess Pretty he wasn't too, he wasn't too excited about the Kevin Steele hire himself. Should it happen? I mean, it, it feels like it, I don't know. I look, man. I I gotta ponder over this some more now. But anyway, I'm about to run into a bad sales. Hey, if there's a search committee, hey, up. put it this way. This is how I feel. Oh. I'm no Auburn insider. This is how I feel about, about the search in all serious. If the boosters that finance the program get what they want, it's Kevin Steele. If the president actually hires a search firm and has a search committee, I don't think it will be Kevin Steele. I think it'll be someone we're not even discussing now. Well, look, look, 
I, that's what I wanted to say earlier, and it slipped my mind, Prevagen, Prevagen. But um, so they do have a search committee, an eight-man search committee. On that search committee, Bo Jackson, Quentin Riggins, and Randy Campbell are three of them. The other five, I don't really remember who they are. But I was thinking, you're going to have Bo Jackson, Quentin Riggins, and Randy. Why don't you just put Pat Dye on there? I know he died earlier this year, but why don't you just do it? I mean, for I mean, why don't you put the ghost of Suge Jordan on there? I mean, this makes no sense. What? Why? Bo, I understand, and we get killed as Alabama fans for the old guard for idolizing Bear, the new guard for idolizing Nick Saban, and I think Bo Jackson is an amazing athlete and probably even better human being. He's a good dude all the way around. But really, you're going to put him on the search committee? I mean, Bo Jackson probably does keep up with college football. Do I think he knows who the hot assistants are out there? I I doubt it, right? I guess you do that because you want Auburn fans to feel like the hire is endorsed by Bo Jackson. That's the problem, Jimmy. That's the thing is that if Auburn can't get out of their own way, quit worrying about the family for a second. Go get the dude. That's that's right. what we were worried about for so long. We you know we got we got to have Dubos. I mean he's he knows Alabama. Yeah, he knew Alabama, and then he knew how to drive that cart right into the ditch that you were talking about. You know, you <laughs> you've got you this is in this day and age you got to think outside the box, man, a little bit. And Auburn can't get out of Lee County. Don't why? I just don't understand. Put, I mean, I'm glad they're doing it. I really am. I'm glad they put those three dudes on there. Not because I think they're stupid dudes. They're not stupid dudes. They're a lot smarter than me. But you know who's winning time. games? You know who's winning games that, that, that went to Auburn? You know that when I was just thinking, if they're going to hire somebody whose name is not out there in any way, who's totally outside the box, who might be available, and who is winning games right now, how about this name, Clay Helton? Yeah. He's an Auburn guy. That would be funny. if he had, He's an Auburn he had, guy. If, if Auburn and USC got in a bidding war over Clay Helton, you the the world would just have to quit spinning. So, but anyway, all right, I got to get out of here, bud. Uh, roll tight, everybody. We'll talk more about this tomorrow. Roll tight.